Hey everybody, welcome. Thanks for tuning in this week. Today, I have a fun interview scheduled with Rachel Katz. So Rachel has a big passion of student debt. So some of y'all, if you are members of mine, Y'all have maybe gotten turned on to Rachel. Maybe y'all got a boatload of student loans that you need some help on and you wanna take advantage of some of the government or state-sponsored plans that are out there. So Rachel's your gal. She is an expert. She has done this in her own personal life and that's my biggest thing. I don't bring anybody on that is not actively practicing what they're preaching. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and today's chat. And reach out to Rachel. We're always here just wanting to help and provide the supports that you rightfully deserve. So let's get into it. Hi, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, and we ask ourselves, do our dollars make sense? So today I'm joined here by the wonderful, the talented, the intelligent Rachel Katz. So what's up, Rachel? How are you doing today, lady? I'm doing great. So great to see you. Excited to be on your podcast this morning. Thank you for having me. I know because it's been a while. I mean, we met back like what, maybe like four or five years ago now, maybe three. Yeah, I think so. I think it's been a while. Yeah. Yep. Pre-COVID, so all that fun stuff. <laughs> I know. And now COVID is like a blur. Gosh. Yep. Where did that go? It, gone. That's it. But now we're here today and we're moving forward. That's all we can do. <laughs> no, that's it. And, and that's why you're on here today, because I know there's some announcements that got posted. So um, so for my listeners, so Rachel, she has a company, it's called Key to Debt Free. And she really just has this passion. And she started this business to help individuals on their journey to become financially free, that true financial freedom. So her specialty is she really dives into student loans, because I mean, let's be real, the student loan debt here in America, it's a big problem. And so there were some announcements that have came out here recently. And so as we're recording this, this is over the summer of 2023. And I wanted to bring an expert on to really talk about it and bring this knowledge to the community. So before we get into it too, so Rachel, she's out in California. So I guess I got to ask right now, summertime in California, how's it treating you out there? Honestly, it's it's been quite hot the last couple of weeks. I think we're having a major heat wave, triple digits. So we're trying to stay in as much as we can, or be at the beach, be in some some body of water. Water, <laughs> exactly. I made that mistake last weekend. We went camping, camping in July in Florida. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jokes on you. <laughs> no, uh huh. July, August is probably the best months to avoid <laughs> because of the heat. But I understand there's a big heat wave going on over there also. So all across, well, cool today. Yeah. Hey, so tell us a little bit about, about your background. I guess, how did you get into this space? Sure. So um, I'm a single mom. I've been a single mom out in California for over a decade. And I was a uh, adult um, student again. I went back to school in my early 30s. Uh, got two degrees, uh, an undergrad and also a master's degree in finance. Um, and as great of an accomplishment as that was, and, and, you know, so proud of myself for getting through that. I, you know, did not understand 
um, the amount of loans that I took out to go to that education. So not only did I get my degree, but I also graduated with over a hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt. So being single parent and, you know, on a budget and trying to figure everything out, there was no way I was going to be able to afford that monthly payment that was going to start coming in six months after I graduated. So I sought out to look, is there any programs out there? Are there any resources to help with payment? Is refinancing, you know, all of these questions that um, I think a lot of people have, but just don't really know where to go get the answers. So I was uh, actually lucky to take a take a little short term position with someone doing some marketing who actually what they were doing was a student loan help company helping nurses and doctors understand uh, public service loan forgiveness hmm. program that is through the Department of Education. Um, through that position, I was able to learn for myself what tools and tips and resources the Department of Education had out there for federal student loan borrowers. As I was learning all of this, um, I not only helped myself, not only lower my payment, which would have been about $1,000 a month to close to zero, and that's how it's been, um, but I was able to learn the actual steps it takes to enroll yourself into these programs. Not only was I, did I help myself, but we were also able to help so many other borrowers who just maybe didn't have the time, the know-how, or even didn't even know it existed to mm -hmm. take advantage of these programs. So that was in 2016. Uh, after helping myself and helping a few other people um, <clears throat> get into these programs, I decided it was my passion. Truly, I had an epiphany that said, I need to start a company and do this for others. I need to become a consultant. I need to be able to empower student loan borrowers to understand this debt because this is not a long-term debt. I mean, this is a long-term debt. It's not short-term. It's something that you can hold on to for 10, 20, or 25 years. Mm -hmm. Some borrowers now have paid on their loans over 25 years and they still owe. So to me, that, you know, that didn't really make sense. Um, how we can have a car payment, right? Or a home mortgage or things. And we understand exactly how that debt works and how it gets paid off and how we'll end up debt-free eventually. Not the same thing for student loans. And I think this is what we're seeing and what's been coming to a head post-COVID. Mm -hmm. um, again, my company, Key to Debt Free, I literally started it to help myself, but in the midst of it was able to continue to help people. I think we've helped close to maybe 800 people mm -hmm. save tens of thousands of dollars a year, get set up to uh, receive forgiveness or take advantage of incentivized programs that have been around in the federal government department of education since 2008 um, and that's been just been such a rewarding experience for me to continue this and to help as many people as possible. Um, before COVID, it was great. Things were, things were moving, we were helping people and then COVID happened and the CARES Act went into effect, mm -hmm. which postponed everybody's payments, putting everyone into a forbearance and stopping, um, interest. No interest is a bit accruing. So as awesome as that is, the people aren't having to worry about this debt, it's still there. And now here we are over three years later and yeah, things are about to ramp up again. And people are sitting there going, well, what do I do? Who do I call? 
where, you know, what are, what are some of these options, especially since there was an announcement last year, um, the Biden administration, you may have heard it around was the Biden discharge, discharge program. It was going to be a program that was going to, for, excuse me, forgive 10 to $20,000 of federal student loan debt for each borrower. That's about probably over 40 million borrowers that would have been um, able to take advantage of that program. Well, that got blocked in federal court in January of 2022, and it's been now this entire year them postponing, forbearing, in hopes to get that discharge program approved. Well, it did not. So now all these people who received notice that they were getting um, a discharge now are not. And now what are they going to do? They have to factor in that I'm going to have to start making my payments in. And now this is a significantly higher balance than what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. So July 1st of this year, um, Biden administration announced that the forbearance would be ending at the end of August. So what does that mean for borrowers? That means you're going to start receiving a statement from your lender that you're going to have to start making payments again. We expect payments will probably start at the end of the year, October, November, December, with some borrowers not having to start paying until 2024. It'll all be dependent on the borrower's lender. And that's all something that we can advise and, and kind of review with clients too, to determine what is their status now. You know, it's a few years go by, we forget a lot of things, you know, and, and, and what to do or where were we before. So definitely the time for borrowers to get out and try to start understanding where they are currently and what programs and incentivized um, forgiveness is, uh, is an option for them. And again, something that we can do here at Key to Debt Free, it's what we have passion for is really guiding and showing and empowering the borrower to like understand and, and take control of this. Yeah. Um, Rachel, that's why I like you. To be honest, I don't bring anybody on the podcast that doesn't practice what they preach. And so that, that's one of my favorite things about you is your story is that you said, hey, I had to walk this road and then it opened my eyes to what's available over here. So now I just have this passion that I got to share this information with other people because they got to know they need to be helped. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we didn't, I don't think we've ever in history heard so much about federal student loans. Mm -hmm. you know, and so much, um, I think, fight on both sides of the fence on what we should do about it. It's just been a band-aid that's been kind of placed over it through every administration with few things here and there to help borrowers. But at the end of the day, it's, there's, it's still not enough, you know, and I think the number one thing that's important for the Department of Education, for the universities across the United States that are accepting these types of loans for these students to go to school that they educate the borrower, they educate the families, because everyone's excited to go to college after graduating, you know, that's, that's the goal, but no one talks about the cost, <laughs> you know, they just said free money, FAFSA, free application for federal student aid, like, there's a lot of terminology and misguided, um, you know, knowledge and information, because people just don't know exactly what it is. So, you know, um, and people need to take responsibility for that. And that's something that I think advocates and, uh, you know, people who want change are fighting for. It's not just about forgive everybody or discharge everyone. And, you know, we don't want the taxpayers don't want to pay for this debt. It's really about this debt's not going away. 
people are still going to be going to school. People are still going to need to borrow federal funds to go to school. So let's work out something that makes more sense. And education is key. If people understand prior to entering into these contracts, which is what they are, financial contracts, um, maybe they'll make different decisions. Maybe they'll have a different financial game plan, right? To send kids to college, or maybe they'll work for a couple of years and, and, you know, go to a community college. There's just so many other options and pathways than you must go to a four-year university and you got to take out hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans in order to be anyone in the U.S. It's yeah. just not true. Yeah. It's just well, not true. That's what I, I did, right? So actually my passion really lies within fashion design. And at the time when I was graduating high school, I was touring um, Savannah College of Art and Design. I really wanted to go to the SCAD school out in Savannah, Georgia. But but that was one of my thoughts because dad did so great at teaching us about money, dollars, and wealth that, all right, well, well I'm going to go to this four-year university, take out 200 grand in student loans. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Mm-hmm. But, but, but then now- <laughs> right. But then now, once I graduate, go find myself a 35,000 a year job. That just doesn't make sense. That's not the American dream. And so I think it's very important that people have the knowledge of how money really works. That's it. And you made it just like that. You just said it. I'm going to take $200,000 out for a $35,000 a year paying job. How does that even work? That doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. That's like for doctors, right? I have clients that are doctors, you know, uh, lawyers, people that are making really good money, but their student loans are so high, it still doesn't match, Mm -hmm. you know, so there has to be a game plan. And there are and that's the thing that is so exciting about the student loan industry. And I like to relieve the stress and the anguish and the give the clients a peace of mind that there are options. Mm -hmm. Every single person who owns a federal loan has an option. It's just a matter of figuring out what it is, you know, so what's in their best interest. What, what is like, what would you recommend somebody's first step be? So if somebody is in that forbearance period right now, this is coming up, what, what's step number one of what they should do? The first step is to log into their accounts, log into their lender accounts, log into the studentaid.gov account, which is the home of everything student loans. Everything you need to know is in that website. Unfortunately, it's just not the easiest to navigate, right? You got to really sit in time and search and find the information that you want, but it's in there. Um, the next thing is, is to reach out, you know, reach out to our company. We offer complimentary consultations um, where we will do a review and assessment of your loans and actually provide you the options that you have and then discuss those and what, would, what we would recommend. And that's what we do is by the education part is letting people know like, hey, these things exist, they're for real, and we can help you do that. Or you take your information because you can do this on your own. This is not something that no one can do. And there are a lot of individuals who are able to go out and do it. It's just the, the major issue is, will you? Will you actually do it? You know, it's like doing our taxes. We can do our own taxes. You know, we can do anything ourselves. YouTube's a great tool, but do you feel comfortable and confident in yourself to do your own taxes, you know, or certain things like that, right? 
It's the same thing with student loans. It's almost like it's almost like the infinite banking concept and the policies, mm. right? Anybody Absolutely. who's got a life insurance license can go out there. You can go get a policy from anybody out there that has their life insurance license, but you got to make sure the policy is designed properly and that you're with somebody that understands the process of how to use the policy. And, and, and that's really how I'm making that uh, correlation there. Now, yeah. Now everybody's different, right? With the student loan. So, so like, so, so are these programs, are they, are there some that are state specific? Nope. So um, this is, it's United States, any type of federal loan, every state uh, has the option of utilizing these programs. There are a certain th few differences uh, when we do calculations as far as like determining um, a payment relief plan. Uh, each state has different um, and a different algorithm that they look at. So what these programs do is takes a look at three factors for clients to determine how much can they actually afford to pay. And these are called income driven repayment plans. And this is based off of the fact um, whether the client is married or single whether they have dependents, children, you know, taking care of uh, family members, things of that nature, and how much income do they make? So those factors are then put into a calculator to determine what is the discretionary income that's left for this borrower to actually pay back. And dependent on the income-driven repayment plan that one qualifies for will be a percentage, anywhere from 5% of looking at the discretionary income up to 20%. And that's something that we kind of help figure out. Uh, there's been, you know, a lot of borrowers that we've seen that were kind of thrown into early income-driven repayment plans without really any understanding of what they are. And it's actually not the best, it's not in their best interest. It's in the best interest of the lender. And that's another issue, you know. We don't know, so we call who? Our lender. We call the, the, the person that we pay our loan to help and advise us. Well, unfortunately, if you don't know the right questions to ask the lender, your representative, they're actually not required to tell you anything. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know that anything exists, you wouldn't know what questions to ask, and they will always choose to do what's in the best interest of the company. And that's just the fact of the matter is, because it's a debt collector. You know, you may have borrowed federal money, but it's a loan that you now have to pay back, not to the federal government, but to a lender. The financial advice, you know, and their job is to collect money, you know, and with all these programs, that's why we're seeing all these lawsuits mm -hmm. because the lenders and the states that they operate in are saying, whoa, 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 wait a second. If you forgive these hundreds of millions of dollars, I mean, I think it's $1.4 trillion of student loan debt. Mm. Like, huh? Tr to trillion? T? T. Yeah. T. T. Um, <laughs> If you forgive all of these loans, we're not going to have any money. Yeah. We're going to go belly up. Yep. And the states are saying, which is what blocked the Biden administration, the states are saying, eh -eh, if you do that, there goes our fiscal budget, right? Yep. There goes yep. our state's, uh, you know, profits. Mm -hmm. So that's why the Biden administration discharge program was blocked. Mm -hmm. And we will probably continue to see lawsuits pop up as they try to implement some of these new programs that were announced, um, try to get it back into repayment and, and guide borrowers to start paying again. But that's kind of the challenge I think that they don't understand is going to happen is that if people don't know what to do, 
That's not the first bill they're going to pay. Yeah. It's just not. Absolutely. They're going to take care of their mortgages, their rents, their food, their children. It's just not. And the fear from the Department of Education and Lenders is default. Yeah. If you go into default, that's that's a problem also, right? And it's just a lot of different moving pieces and it's just, they can't even cover it all. So there's, they blow out all these little media, you know, spits of this, that, no and whatever. that's it. And people go, oh, ah, eh, and then everyone's panicked. You know, you want to, they create this kind of fear in you, especially when you're clicking into your lender and you're like, I haven't had a payment in three years. And now I'm looking at it. It's going to say, what, $1,100, $1,500. I had a client the other day. She's got a parent plus loans, which are loans for her children, as well as her own loans. And she's close to half a million dollars worth of student loan debt Hmm. and not making that as much as that, obviously, but through our programs, we were able to reduce her 14, $1,500 a month payment to $500. And we realized, wow, Miss client, you've actually been working in public service as a nurse for nonprofit organizations for over 20 years. Now you qualify for an expedited payoff term. Instead of 20, 25 years, you qualify for 10 years. So now we just expedited her payoff. So she'll get to forgiveness a lot quicker than someone who wasn't in public service. Yeah. You know, so go ahead. Did you have a question? And actually let's take that example because then what you'll do is for folks, because they'll come to you and they'll say, Rachel, I'm just in this financial hamster wheel right now. And and it's really the student loans that that's really hurting me because everything else, it's my bills. I got to pay my rent. I got to pay the grocery bill. I got to do all of this. So you help them minimize that. Then what they'll do, like for instance, instead of the $1,500 payment, now she's paying 500. And then now what she can do is she can take that extra monthly freed up of cash flow. And now now you're you're helping them start their infinite banking policies with that extra freedom. Exactly. And this is such a great tool. I love the segue because we don't know what the future is of student loan industry. We don't know the future even of this debt. People probably won't be getting the benefits and the relief at least for the next couple of years. Imagine you don't still don't have a payment or you have a very low payment for the next three, four, five years and how much money you've saved. And by putting it into an infinite banking policy, what if five years from now, they're like, oh, you owe this money. It's going to start paying or whatever the case may be. Well, you've been saving now for five years. Mm-hmm. Now it's not a financial burden. If there's payments that need to be made, payoff that needs to be made or tax liability, which is another topic in some states, if your loans are forgiven or discharged, it could create a tax liability. Mm. So you get $100,000 of loan forgiveness. Well, now you're on the hook for $100,000 in taxes. I didn't know that. Yes, it's not in every state. And there are some um, states that are trying to make it taxable. Most of the country is still not taxable. And there's definitely ways for people who get forgiveness, who are making under a certain income threshold that won't be liable for the tax. But Again, it's something that's like this document that they're writing for student loans is like alive and well. There's people scribbling here and notes here and things here. So it's it's just about 
the borrower understanding their loan. You know, all of this stuff is going to happen no matter what. But if you have control of your loan, you understand what you're paying, you, you know the programs that you qualify for, then you can just maintenance it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a worry. It doesn't have to be a stress. You know, the CARES Act also allowed for anyone who has defaulted student loans or has any negative um, credit reporting from student loans, that's going to be wiped away. Lenders are not allowed to report anything regarding student loans to the credit bureaus as of now. They're doing a program which is called Start, uh, sorry, the Fresh Start Program. I think they're also doing this in, in um, personal credit lending as well, where if you were in default or you were having problems, you can actually consolidate and completely wipe out the default and start all over. Mm-hmm. No negative remarks to the credit bureaus. You're basically like wiping it away and starting over. And at that point, we can enroll in income-driven repayment. We can set you up for um, for loan forgiveness over certain times. There's just so many options. Um, and it's just for people, for us to find out what that is for you and then let you make the decision. Mm-hmm. But saving money is key. People need to save money now. And the student loan is not going to be the priority. But if we can save money for them now, find it and help them put it away, now they got something to fall back on if and when all this comes to a head. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is, you know, people are still lend, they're still borrowing. Yeah. Kids are still going to school. Mm-hmm. You know, parents are still taking out loans for their kids. There's and that's another, pricier too. Oh my God. Well, of course, tuitions are going up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go out of state, goodness gracious, you know, that's, it's a lot, you know, and it's, it's a very big decision for people. And, you know, I think I saw on the news the other day or something like people were like, is college even worth it anymore? Mm-hmm. Some maybe, folks don't maybe even not. ask for a college degree anymore, right? That's if you're going out there interviewing for jobs and, that's and it. I think it, it depends on that person's path. You know, I actually, I talk about this in one of the episodes because I was a child of a 529 plan and my grandpa still calls me to this day saying, Hannah, how do I get my money out of this account without paying the taxes on it? Because I didn't go to school. I actually went to college for a little bit and then I I dropped out, honestly, because I started doing some other things in my uh, working life. But um, but but just those other plans, you know, you don't know what your child's going to want to do if they want to go to school. Maybe they want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe they want to be a hairdresser or go live the nomad lifestyle and, and just live in the woods. I don't know. Yeah. I think, and that's, and you're right. You know, and that's the thing back in the day, 529s, that's what it was. Like, that's where you kind of help save for your, for your kids or grandkids. But now, you know, things are changing. We have policies like infinite banking, where it gives you the flexibility and the freedom to do what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's beautiful about that. You know, we don't have to, I think, so the 529 is it's only for school, right? You can only use the money for education. Yeah. And, and then what Limited. I love too is it's only specific to certain schools. So that was another really? thing that yeah. kind of what turned me off from going to that out-of-state college is my 529 plan wouldn't fund for it. It did um, for a little bit of my community college that I did, but not the out-of-state. Yeah. So you're limited. So you're putting money away in something that you may not even ever be able to use. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, this is the time for people to really, if you have a student loan, get it handled, 
and start thinking about your financial future and what other options are out there, you yeah. know, and there are a lot of tools. I wish I knew what I know now when I was in your age, yeah. right? My life would be completely different, you know, even for my parents and my grandparents, you know, it's just unfortunate the financial literacy and information is just not readily available. It is, but you got to know what to look for. Yeah. Rachel, I'm very happy that you said that people need to hear that more and more. Um, sometimes people will get, will get a little pissy with me because I'll say this, but you do got to really get serious about your financial life. Nobody's going to be there to change it, but you and yourself, right? So nobody's going to care more about your financial life than what you do. So you got to start getting serious about it. And so sometimes I'm just going to say this. Sometimes some people will come to me. Maybe y'all will meet me at a live event or a virtual webinar somewhere and we're talking we're talking and then you say yep Hannah I want to do this I want to start my policy and then what happens is you totally ghost us there's no call back there's no text back no nothing and I'm sitting here saying well what happens let's make believe it's a Jared for made up names well what happened to Jared we had such a great conversation he was so excited about this and then it's ghosted and then I'll send out a message I'll say well uh it, it seems like um, you're, you're no longer interested, no biggie. Um, how I, I'm not going to care more about your financial health than what you do. And people get a little bit irritated with me when I say it. But you know the catch, though? They reply back to my message, which I love. But I'm not here to be your friend, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll be here. I'll be nice and, and everything to y'all. But I got plenty of friends. You don't need to invite me to your Christmas parties. You don't need to send me <laughs> birthday cards, right? I really want to be here to be effective in your financial life. Because sometimes you got to fire those people that are holding you back, right? Maybe there should be somebody there who's sitting there saying, hey, no, don't go uh, follow Rachel. Don't do all that crazy stuff that she's telling you to do. That's not legit. Well, they could be the ones mm -hmm. that are really holding you back from your true potential and your financial. Absolutely. I think once you've been in this industry for a while, which is financial education, you do see it. You see it all over. And it's, I think it's fear. The fear of the unknown, fear of just, you know, we like to think we know it all. I mean, we were people, you know, and it's, we don't. And I didn't, and I didn't for a very long time. And I made the decision to, if I could do this with the student loan, and this is nothing compared to all the other possibilities out there to really change my financial life, you know, and by seeking it, it starts to appear right yeah. when you're ready when you're ready you see it when you're ready the right people come in and you start gaining knowledge and gaining confidence i think that's another thing is people don't aren't confident in making these decisions and why should they you know they don't know much about money how it works where to put it because they are they're putting it in banks okay. you know they're doing yeah micro transactions here and there like no one really understands where their money's going you know, and yes, financial advising and education, it's probably not the most exciting topic at all times, but if you want to have a secure, happy future, you have to start to learn, yeah. you know, absolutely. And simple things is, is I think also earning the respect and the confidence from clients is to talk to them and really show them the ways first and have them start thinking. And that's why I love the student loan intro 
is because it's debt. Everyone and majority of people have it and don't really understand the positives of having debt, but also they're deal because they're dealing in the pitfalls of debt. Debt can be good if you understand how to use it, how yeah. to leverage it, how to make it work for you, right? Just like the financial products we talk about. But if we can save you and we can find the money, why wouldn't you want to save it and make more? Mm-hmm. You know, have it as a tool for whatever it is you need in the future. And that's what we try to do here at Key to Debt Free is, is guide them into a very simple baby step into a financially like fruitfully future, fruitful future for themselves. You know, I, I, I'm trying to do this with my own children you know, they have their policies. I try to plant the seeds in their young age so that when they get to your age, they they're like, yeah, you know, I've seen my mom do this. Like, I understand it. I want them to be set before and not at my age, still trying to figure it all out, you know? So but um, a couple of things I do want to talk about just going back into the student loans is just about some of these new programs that people uh, are probably hearing about and want more information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those is a new income driven repayment plan. It's going to be called SAVE, and that's going to be rolling out next year. And this is the time for people to start seeing if this is actually the best program from them for them, because it can reduce their monthly payments. Uh, requirements as low as 5% of their discretionary income. And this could be very valuable for people, especially just graduating or have high amounts of loans, especially for people in maybe the medical field or law um, to learn about this, save now, right? Maybe utilize an infinite banking policy for the future. And then as they build their career, they have an asset, they're set up for loan forgiveness, and there's more options for them. I will, most people are probably going to want to know, you know, do I qualify for that? Is that something that I could, could um, apply for? And yeah, that's definitely something that everyone could apply for. Let's just double check and make sure it's in your best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, another big announcement, which is huge, huge for Kaiser employees, Kaiser Permanente. I'm not sure if you guys have Kaiser Permanentes out in Florida. I think it may be more on a West Coast side. They are a not-for-profit hospital. Their uh, employees are vested, you know, inside their, in the careers as well as in the, in the hospital itself. But up until July 1st of 2023, not-for-profit hospital employees were not eligible for public service loan forgiveness since they were not considered a legitimate 501c3 which was the requirement in order for people to receive this incentivized repayment program. Public service loan forgiveness was actually the first program that was implemented in 2008 under the William D. Ford Act. The William D. Ford Act was the act to write into law anyone who chose public service as a career and had federal student loans would be eligible to have a forgiveness or repayment end after 10 years. And what did that mean? That means the client, that borrower would enroll into an income-driven repayment plan, have a low affordable monthly payment, and each year they would reassess based on what the client's income is, what that new payment would be for the next 12 months. Well, once the client, the borrower reaches 120 payments, so that's about 10 years, any part of the loan, including interest that was left, would be forgiven by the federal government tax-free. 
That is the original plan of 2008. That was put in um, by uh, Bush Jr. president. Then Obama went into office and heard, we may have heard Obama forgiveness program. This was a program he did by adding more income-driven repayment plans and payoff options or forgiveness plans 20 and 25 years for borrowers so that you're not holding on to a student loan for 30, 40, 50 years, which some people have, I can't believe it, but have um, because of the way that the loan capitalizes interest. Those programs now have been around, what's that? I said 2007, 2008. The first round of public service loan forgiveness should have happened in 2017, 2018, and less than 1% of the 44 million borrowers received that. Hmm. And majority of them didn't even know it existed. Yeah. So what's it's been so going on for 10 years? Yes. Did or they, they were told they were enrolled, but they weren't really enrolled because you have to enroll every single year. If you don't enroll every single year, they just put you kind of back into a, another program that's not getting credit towards forgiveness. Well, they didn't tell anyone that. They didn't call you up. They didn't send you a letter. They didn't let you know. And this is why there is a program called the one-time payment adjustment. This is a, uh, this was approved. This was a Biden administration relief program, which is going to look back at borrowers who've had loans for a decade or longer to determine if they can get credit towards their forgiveness. Hmm. The announcement was that 800,000 borrowers will be forgiven under this program. And that was just announced the last couple of days. I think it's like $34 billion worth of program uh, with worth, worth of loans that will be forgiven. And this is particularly for borrowers who've had been paying on a loan for between 20 and 25 years already. Mm-hmm. So most of the borrowers in this bracket will probably be close to their 50s, like in their late 40s, early 50s, yeah. taking out loans. So this will happen automatically. They'll be receiving a letter in the mail or through their email through the Department of Education, letting them know that they were discharged. That's so interesting. But why is this automatically? And the other ones you kept having to enroll in? Because they are in trouble. Yeah. The government, they know that they messed up. Misallocation of funds, wrong information to borrowers. I mean, you name it. And- Post-COVID, the last couple of years, most people don't realize that their lender changed. We had about six different federal student loan lenders that called it quits when they were writing in new law of them having to be fiduciary responsible for helping borrowers. Mm -hmm. And they said, nope, I don't want to do that. So we're going to close our doors and we're going to sell our business. So they transferred millions of borrowers to the other lenders that were still existing, which is now down to, I think, six mm-hmm. from like 12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that's interesting is the, the lender that was put into place to cover public service loan forgiveness from 2007, 2008 was called Fed Loan Servicing. Fed Loan Servicing closed their doors mm-hmm. and transferred all of their borrowers to a lender called Mohila. That's the lender that's in the state of Missouri who filed the lawsuit against the buy a discharge program of 10 to 20,000. So it's so political 
it's so much bureaucracy. There's so much going on behind the scenes that, and we're the, we're the borrowers. We don't even coming off of our tax paying money, right? (laughs) That's it. So what do they expect? You know, like people are just literally sitting there like, what do we do? But this is what you do. You contact us, you contact our team, you talk to our advisors, we help you figure out what it is that you qualify for and what makes sense. What's in your best interest, not the lender's best interest, not the department of education, yours. This is your loan, your debt, and you need to manage it. And we are here to help. And we just want as many people as possible to, at least if it's not to us, look for some other reputable companies that do what we do, you know, go on, take the time on, um, studentaid.gov, the, the federal government website, there's information there. It will help you. It does help you figure this out on your own. If you don't want to work with someone, you want to do this yourself. Um, but it's, it's challenging and you don't want to mess up. You don't want to cost yourself thousands of dollars um, and time, time not being in these programs by trying to figure it out. You know, yeah. our team has been doing this for over a decade now and that's, you want to just have the right information for sure. The right people, the community and the resources. So I'll, I'll tell my people, I mean, I, I recommend Rachel to my close personal friends. I know you're working with a few of my um, personal girlfriends uh, who live down here in Florida. So I, I would, I would uh, recommend reaching out to Rachel, schedule a, a consultation with her free of charge. So why not? And then I will, I'll put your um, links and everything in the show notes down below. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Definitely. And they can find us on our social media, key to debt free on Instagram and Facebook. You can reach out there. Um, we also have, I'll, I'll provide you our 800 number if people want to call us um, that way, but emails, texts, anything like that, that's the best way to reach us quickly and uh, us get started. And the main thing is for us to, you, you reach out to us, we'll get you a brief questionnaire with some bits of information so we can do a review and let's get the ball rolling. You know, the, the payments will start resuming, I believe in September and October. So now's the time for people to at least get the information so they can start being prepared for what's next for sure. And don't procrastinate. Don't wait till that last day and a half to start this. No, you can't know. And and that's the thing, because it does take some time and I believe what's going to happen when this all the floodgates open, it's going to be so overwhelming for the lenders that they're just not going to be able to get to everybody. And it's just going to be time and time. And you don't want to get stuck with a payment you can't afford because you didn't get your paperwork in time before the repayment started. So that's what I recommend. And again, anyone working for Kaiser Permanente, any employees, please reach out to us. You qualify for public service loan forgiveness immediately. That means doctors, nurses, um, medical assistants that have been working at Kaiser Permanente for over 10 years and still have student loans could potentially have their entire loans discharged, forgiven through this new announcement for public service loan forgiveness for Kaiser. So any any employees out there, yes, it's very powerful. It'll be life-changing for people. And that's what we're trying to do. If anyone knows a way for us to get into Kaiser, um, to human resources, to doing lunch and learns, we really want to get out and share the information. Um, so, so they know what, what their options are. Well, that's good. 
Now, is there anything? So, so actually, you you we're kind of on the same wavelength today. Because um, I was going to ask, is there anything that I'm leaving out that the people should know right now that's important? I mean, really, that these programs are here. They're they're available. Find out, you know, what's in your best interest. What's the program for you? And and you know, give yourself some peace of mind. And then let's talk about if we do save you money and we do, you know, put you into a good financial situation with the student loan. Let's talk about the policies, you know, the infinite banking, becoming your own banker is huge. It's life-changing. It changed my life. And I'm grateful to you and your father and the education that I got um, through the money multiplier to make that decision. And I was scared. I'm going to be honest. I think I, I think it took me probably a year or two after even meeting you guys to officially come on board you know, but I was, I was the listener too. like, Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I've never heard about that. You know, my parents didn't know like for real, it's for real. It's for real. And it helped me again, change my financial future, set my two boys up, which was only my goal for forever is to take care of my family. Um, and meet amazing people like you, you know, that are out there doing the same thing. We just want to help people and, and enjoy our life. Yeah. And actually, so um, girly girl, while you were talking, um, I had a thought. We haven't talked about this yet, so I'm just going to come out here and say it. But there's actually uh, a virtual webinar that we're going to be doing later on this year. Um, it's the Millennial Money Multiplier Mastermind. And I think it would be a good idea for you to come on and talk to those folks who may have some student loans uh, that need some help on it. So well, we'll talk I'd about that on camera, but I think that'd be a good... Um, space for you. Definitely. And you said that's in when in December, December, that's going to be actually a really great month for us. Cause it will be the end of the year. And I, and most borrowers, I believe will need to start repayment towards the end of the year into the, into 2024. So there'll be a great little recap to kind of see what, where the chips lie over the next couple months with student loans and some of the decisions that are being made up in, in Congress and, and do a follow-up. Yeah. So. Stay up to date too. That's a very good point you brought up. So stay up to date with Rachel and her company key to debt free because it's, it's always changing. There's new uh, laws or programs that are passed. And so that, that's why she's there as the um, expert in this arena, just always studying up on it. So I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. I'm really glad to see you and uh, I can't wait for the next time. Until next time. All right. All right. And y'all can always yeah. uh, rate us five stars. Go subscribe to the YouTube page. You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, The Money Multiplier, or you can also follow my personal channels. It's Hannah spelled the same way, forwards and backwards, Kessler with one S. And until next time, we'll catch you then. Bye now. Bye.